Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and Welcome. There's so many things that are going on currently. Yes. This is, we're still in our makeshift studio. If you're watching, you can tell things are kind of a disaster. It's okay. We're comfortable. We're on a yeah. couch. Oh, so. I like your pedicure. It's great. Thank you. They look good. Oh, they match. Yeah. Wow. Um, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Did you have a great Thanksgiving, Maddie? I did. It was very restful. Hmm. That's so fun. What about you? Mine was fantastic. Great. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> Hot take time. Do, 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 do. That's that's good. You know how people have like different segments and yeah. they have different songs. We get segments. That? Yeah, but it's just us acapella every oh, time. Oh, every time. But we just have like a, a actual melody. Oh, like that we stick Hot to. Hot take time. Do, 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 do. Okay, maybe we should like workshop it a little. No, I think it's fine as is. But okay, okay, all right. She never listens. No, I think it's good. I'm kidding. Um. Okay. So it's December 2nd um, when this airs. And oh. so everyone was just about to correct me on that. Yeah. Well, no, I, I actually didn't even notice. Okay, cool. Well, it's going to be December 2nd when this comes out. Uh, whether you listen to it on December 2nd or not, I don't care. I don't care what you do. It's the beginning of December, though, which means Christmas is right around the corner. And I'm very excited about Christmas. So Tommy Hagar for Secret Santa. No. Tell me. Our friend group does Secret Santa every year, and Haley always tries to figure it out. And, and I always figure it out. Yeah, and it's so annoying because you ruin the element of surprise. But I'm so good at it. That's not the point of Secret Santa. Well, for, for uh, you guys, it's not. <laughs> for okay. me, it absolutely is. It's literally my goal every single time, except one year I did get tricked whenever we were on FYE. And I had, it was like our leadership team. And there was like 20 of us that were on one team and everybody, they knew that I wanted to do it. They all told me different people. <gasps> Amazing. And it was the only time I've ever been tricked. Oh. I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah. Guess, that but. gives me great ideas. Okay. Anywho, um, we're going to do a little this or that. And then we're going to do a little story, story. sharing, story, story sharing. sharing. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, well, I guess the first one's just an opinion. Is eggnog nasty? Okay. Here's the crazy thing. Never had it. Hmm. Annoying. Don't know why, because uh, I'm not, like, particularly picky. So I would think that I would like it, but I also don't know for sure. Huh. That's interesting. I think I've had an eggnog latte, though, and I think I liked it. Okay. I don't think it's nasty, but it's not my drink of choice. Do you drink it hot or cold? Um, what do people do? I think it's hot, but I think I would enjoy it more if it was cold, honestly. What do you do, Emerson? Both. I like eggnog. Oh, yeah. Emerson gets eggnog in the middle of the year randomly. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. I that's get it when it first comes out in October, and then you get it at Christmas. That's a different type of person. You can go now. <laughs> you don't have to be here. Okay. <laughs> Grinch or elf? Oh, Grinch. 
Agreed. Thank Easy. God. But the Jim Carrey version. Yes. It has to be the Jim Carrey. I love Elf, but Jim Carrey version of the Grinch every time. I just watch... And Maddie does a killer Grinch impression. I do. I won't disclose because no, you I'm could, scared of attention. No, I love it. Um, and just I don't a little like one. pressure. Just yeah. a little one if you're watching. And, no, just just the face. No, I don't know. I don't know how yes, to do that. Do. I only do the face if I do the quote. Well, then just do the quote. No. <laughs> um, I just think every time I watch Elf, it's not that funny and it's not that quotable no I don't think it's that funny I mean I think it was funny whenever I was like nine and now it's just sort of tradition but I actually don't even watch it every year though okay. I only watch the Grinch every year speaking of tradition oh, what is like a family tradition that you have oh my favorite family tradition um is you probably know what it is because I talk about it all the time okay I was just seeing if you would y'all guess seen that it. TikTok I love her I don't know what it is you don't okay. know the girl? Okay, whatever. I'll put you on later. Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, no, my favorite family tradition. So my dad is one of nine, and so a really big side of the family. And so every year we, my cousin Keith will play Piano Man on the piano by okay. Billy Joel, and my entire family is usually very drunk at that point, and everybody's singing. Like all the little kids in my family know the song, so it's like fifty of us. But some, for, as the years have gone on, and our family has like gone through different things, we cry now every time we play it, which is funny because it's like a bar song. It's like an <laughs> Irish pub song. It is not like that's funny. It's just funny because we. Never it's not would. a cry song. Oh yeah, but we're like, like we're we are trying to. Why did I study it so hard? Jesus, I've been doing that all day in counseling today. I'm not, not me being counseled, me counseling. I was just stuttering, which really hurts my one liners. <laughs> Anyways, I can imagine. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, now we just cry the whole time that we I sing knew it. My about cousins that. and I are gonna get tattoos. I didn't know it was a Christmas tradition. Yeah, it's usually Christmas. I mean, anytime we're like all together, my dad will get hammered and decides that he wants us to sing it again. But we all, we do it at like other occasions, but it's every Christmas. Okay, that everyone's for sure all together, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine is we have like a Christmas Eve tradition where we watch Home Alone every Christmas Eve mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember. Um, the first one, right? Yeah, the first one, the classic. And then we always, I think a lot of families do this, but we always open one gift. Oh, I wish my family done that. Um, what's a cri- <laughs> nope, try again. You're so close. <laughs> what's a Christmas tradition that you want to start, whether it's brand new or whether you carry it over from <gasps> your family now to your future family? Like you can start from scratch. I overexplain. You get the point. There's a lot that I feel like I would want to do. Um Oh god, I don't know. Oh, there's a lot of things. Honestly, okay, here's something I all every year I bet this is stupid, but every year I begged my mom, I don't care what the heck you put under the tree, I want something in a stocking. For some reason I just wanted stuff in my stockings. My mom never put anything in my stockings. Really? No, and we had them, and I was like, no, you can put like a bobby pin in there. I don't care. <laughs> like I just want something to like get out of it. That's I don't care funny. what it is. And she just would either forget or was just like, nah, whatever. There's stuff under the tree. So yours is going to be to have actual stocking stuffers. Yeah. I think it'd be cute to have like, that's what you open on Christmas Eve is your stocking stuffers. Oh, okay. you know, in my family, we get woken up in our bed with our stocking. So every year we un or we open up our <gasps> oh, stockings just by ourselves like with our mom. Oh, the other Christmas tradition too, that I want to carry on mm-hmm. somehow is my, my dad, plays an excellent Santa. 
And so um, (laughs) my dad dresses up as Santa every single year. And it's really fun because like a couple days before Christmas, he'll go to like certain like little kids houses, like the kids in our family. And he'll like go knock on the windows and stuff like that. And so almost all the little kids in our family have some sort of cute story of like the time that Uncle Scott dressed up as Santa and like came and brought them a gift on Christmas. So do you want your husband to be the new Santa? (laughs) (laughs) Or what? Like, or you just want your dad to keep doing that? <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Maybe you'll do it. From mascot to Santa, Kayla yes. was her high school mascot for a year. Not even a full year, probably. I guess. I mean, it was not football. Season. But it would be a promotion. It, <laughs> granted, <laughs> almost anything would be a promotion from the 2015 <laughs> Bethel Park Blackhawk. Um, let's go, BP. Okay. Um, this one I feel like a lot of people disagree or like go back and forth about and it's small but people have big opinions man okay white christmas lights Mm -hmm. or color christmas lights white christmas lights every time okay colored christmas lights are tacky and if you have them i don't like them i've never seen them look good (laughs) you say i don't like you i don't like you i wouldn't go that far (laughs) yeah i'm with you but Um, i'm not gonna lie i've never met a bitch with colored uh christmas lights that i did like Including my mother. Like the girl. The girl? You Like you don't like the girl who Why has Christmas girl? lights? Yeah. Well, you just said the bitch. Yeah. So and I just inferred. sexist, so you assume. I just inferred. I don't remember <laughs> the last time you've called a man that. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm just <laughs> Do you want me to name him? Do you want me to name him right here? Okay. Actually, I don't know who, who I'm referring to. <laughs> okay. That's good. Um, I'm a white Christmas light person by preference, but I'm not angry at colored lights. Really? I think they look like. I kind of like the tackiness of them. Ooh. Like, we used to have a fake Christmas tree in the living room that was like my mom's from when she was a kid that was like disgusting and like old. Um, but I always had like all the crazy colors. And then the main one where we like put our gifts under um, was always the white one. Okay, mm-hmm. leads me to my next question real Christmas tree or fake Christmas tree? Um, we always did a fake one because I'm pretty sure it's because my dad's allergic. I think I'm pretty sure, but I want a real one. Okay. Yeah. We're real. It's just expensive. Yeah, it's true. It is expensive, but like, I love the smell of the pine No, I do too. We had one in college. My, um, one of my best friends, Summer, I lived with her for a year in college and her dad bought us one one year, just like sent it down to us. It was really sweet. And um, it was so fun because it like made our house smell so good. Um, and then my second. Oh, that's actually a tradition I would want to do. I would want to cut down a Christmas tree with my family. That'd be cute. Yeah, fun. Sorry, continue. Um, the other one, Christmas related, my second to last one. Um, are you like the homemade crafts ornaments? Ornaments, not ornaments. <laughs> um, or are you like you bought the theme? once and it, like the tree looks really pretty or is it like not an aesthetically pleasing tree and it's just like a bunch of like crafts that you made pretty much or like miscellaneous uh, I want to say that I would get the sets of the like aesthetically pleasing ones but I'm also too sentimental to like if my kid brings me a hand-painted or- ornament I'm not ornament ornament <laughs> ornament I'm not gonna say like okay, I'll put it on the fridge like I'm not gonna like I'm gonna let them put it on the tree okay but like at home what at, do you guys have? At home, we have a crafty one. It has all mine and my sister's, like, old okay. ones. Okay. I'm the same um, with the crafty part. 
I don't, um, I don't even desire to have a box of the aesthetically pleasing ones. Like I just am not that Oh, but person. sometimes they have so many cute ornaments and I'm like, oh, if this was, if all of these masks should be awesome, but I just don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't feel that way. I don't know. Really? It's too, um, put together for Yeah, me. no, I'm not put together enough for that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to put out a presentation that I have my shit together. By <laughs> because I don't. Because I don't. I'm just authentic. I just want my tree to reflect who I am. Right. As we all do. Right. So I'll do the classier white Christmas lights, but you bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to have all your the bottom random dollar. ornaments on there. Yeah. No, I feel that. My tree at home is like a disgrace to the word art <laughs> because they're all made by me. My sister's. My sister's actually really creative and artistic, so hers are fine. But mine are, like, so <laughs> terrible. Did you do the ones where you got, like, the little bulbs and then you would fill them with paint? I do have a few of those. And you then I have a, a few that, like, are cute and they're just, like, unique individual ones. Yeah. And then I have a bunch where, like, someone just gave me, like, a an object that I covered oh, in glue. Right, yeah. And then just dipped it in, like, different sparkles. Yeah, no, buy a couple of those, too. Like, just paint, like, you did watercolors all over it or something. <laughs> yeah, and then I have... Or like, some that are, like, popsicle sticks that are, like, taped together with a yes. picture of you on the inside. Yes, I was just going to say, I have a bunch from my elementary school where it's just me with, like, a bob and bangs. And I'm like... <laughs> Do you think your mom, one day you hand... No, your mom wasn't like this. I'm wondering if, like... Moms are annoyed whenever – if you have a mom that's aesthetically pleasing, wants that kind of tree, and you <laughs> hand her that popsicle stick picture of you with a bob haircut, if she'd be like, damn it. I hope – But your that, mom didn't think that. No, my mom didn't. But I hope the moms out there that are, like, aesthetically pleasing, if their little kid hands them a picture of themselves on these cute little popsicle sticks, that they would be like, oh, we're putting that up. But that's not a reality, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, did you see my story um, the other day about whenever I was going through my craft box whenever I was at home? Um, you had to have seen it. I think I watched it without sound, though. Okay, no, but did you see the one with the cool sprouts thing? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, I did. Um, I wrote in my diary whenever I was, like, nine. I think I was, like, nine, I think. Mm, I Do you think? What? <laughs> you said I think, like, four times. Did I? You're like, I think I was, like, nine, I think, but I don't know, but I think... I think I said it twice. Probably. I'm just being <laughs> Anyways, sarcastic. Um, anyways, I said that, like, I dreamt of Cole Sprouse being my boyfriend and that someday <laughs> I was going to be a superstar and he would take me out to a movie and dinner. And sometimes whenever I would drive the tractor, I would pretend like he was driving with me. <laughs> That's the part that got me. Sometimes when I drive, I drive the, the tractor, tractor I think a, he's driving We have a big, big backyard in my, like, childhood house. And so <laughs> my, we had a tractor. And so I would, my dad sometimes is like a treat, but let me drive it around. And like, really, he was, just, he would pretend like it was a treat, but it was just me doing his chore for him. Yeah. And I would just drive around and pretend like Cole was driving me on our date. And I was a superstar. Like he was driving you, like you're in the passenger seat. So you scoot all the way maybe over. Maybe I was like reaching. Yeah, maybe I was driving. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember doing that. I think I blocked it out, but I don't oh know. Cole, gosh. if you're listening, I think about you, you know? Is he with somebody? Me? No, him and uh, what's her name broke up. Him and um, Lily Reinhardt. Ah, uh, I knew that was coming. Did you? You sensed it? Yeah. You knew there was some turmoil going on there? Yeah. I also, Dylan was always my favorite growing up. Yeah, see, of course he was because he was like the, like, <laughs> farting with his armpit brother. Yeah. And I liked, <laughs> and I liked Cody because he was smart and dorky. Yeah. 
Yeah, see? This I mean, smart. I like, Corey's smart, but I, he's not dorky. He's like fart with your armpit. Type right. He, he's found the happy medium. Yeah. He's my perfect Zach and Cody. <laughs> oh my God. What are we saying? I cannot wait to do your maid of honor speech at your wedding because I'm saying that. That, Barf. You, that you once referred to him as your perfect mix of Zach and Cody. <laughs> oh, that's perfect ammunition. That's horrible. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, anything else? Um, No, now we're going to start with our regular programming. <laughs> okay, so we're to get out of the Christmas spirit and into murder. Murder. We're going to break it up a little bit and do a table talk, but we um are going to plan ahead for our table talk. We just like murder. More. We also just like murder more than we <laughs> like talking. Huh? More than I, I was going to say more than we like tape. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Anything just, I'm saying, just disregard, please. Always. So, so. you actually, uh, yeah, the, the whole podcast. Just go. It's fine. It's the rest will just. What be if I talking. just muted all the parts of you and it was just me talking <laughs> the whole time with no responses? It's sometimes I think we'd get five stars. <laughs> Granted, the whole the whole half of the every in case you weren't wondering episode, which is our true crime ones, mm-hmm. would just be silent. <laughs> you talking for like twenty minutes, and I'm like. Dang. You're like, wow, that's great. Yeah, it just seemed And then it's Maddie going, okay, but I'm pretty sure I would have known that he was a murderer. <laughs> or like really upset that they're like not thinking clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a murderer. Yeah. Why would you go in the basement? <laughs> okay, so this one, okay. So um, this one is a case, is another one of the ones that I would probably die for. I'm not sure if I would necessarily die for this one, but this one I feel... Strongly about. Strongly about, as I do most things, because I am a strong feeler, you see. So, this one's a death row case. Um, Now, do you want me to give you my... Well, I just signed two petitions today on two cases for different prisoners that are facing death death row. That are wrongfully imprisoned or Uh just... And I also sent a a letter to Trump. (laughs) To Trump himself. (laughs) That's what it said to send it to. Oh, Okay. You sent it, but someone else wrote it. You just put your name at the bottom? Yep. Oh, can you send me that? Sure. I want the article. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anywho, it'll be connected to our link tree in our bio. We should do that. We have one. We do? She, okay. We it's have- okay. It's okay. We have a link tree, yes. I didn't know. Oh, a link tree. Oh, my God. I didn't realize link trees, you could put multiple things in them. That, uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of the whole point. That's why it's called that. Tree. Yeah. Oh, this is why Maddie's our tech person. Oh, God. It's okay. It's okay. I never thought of that. I wondered why it said that. And then you can go to multiple things. You put it in there already? Yes. It has our Spotify, our Anchor, which is our main recording platform. Mm-hmm. It has Apple Music, and it has our YouTube channel. But it doesn't have the letter. It doesn't have the letter yet. I'll update that ASAP. Thank you. Now okay. it does. By the time you're listening, Maddie and I will be done fighting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is one that add this to the list of petitions because i want to know what everybody thinks about this one because this is a current death row case for a mother Bitch, I'm a mother no drama no drama oh i thought you were telling me not to tell you <laughs> who has been accused of murdering her two sons um now there's a lot of discrepancy i was gonna break it up kind of the way that a crime junkie did it but i didn't want to copy them Exactly, but I got part of it from a documentary, um, and then there's also a 2020 episode uh, called The Last Offense that was really good about this, okay. and then there's also two Crime Junkie episodes about it, because it's a lot of info, Ooh. but I kind of like took out the important parts and got the big chunk. Okay. Um, I'm okay. ready. So, 
It is. This takes place in Rowlett, Texas, 1996. It's June 6th. Mm -hmm. um, it's two days after my birth. I think they planned it that way. Um, it's a really hot night in Texas. Um, and so Darlie Routier and her son, Devin, and her other son, I don't know why I said it like that. Her one son, Devin, is six years old. Other son, Damon, is five years old. They decide they're going to have a sleepover in the living room and camp out because it's really hot upstairs. And they decide to, like, make a night of it. And so Darlie's going to sleep on the couch. And she's fine with that because she's been having trouble sleeping anyways because um, they also have a new baby, Derek, who's eight months old. Um, oh. Who names the baby Derek? Not exactly Devin, sure. Devin, Damon, and Derek. Yes. So this is where it is going to get confusing because <clears throat> the – um, husband's name is in here. Some oh, the husband's name is Darren. Darren, Darren, Darley, Devin, Damon, and Derek. <laughs> okay, I actually don't mind when families do the whole same first initial thing, but not if they all sound like the exact same. Right, name. I would just mess it up all the time. Right. So yeah, it'll probably take some. I mean, okay, whatever. Anyways, we'll so follow. she's good with sleeping down there because she Derek has been sleeping in the room with her and her husband because he's in the crib. And he has been like tossing and turning and like makes a lot makes a lot of noises at night. And she's a light sleeper, so she's like, I've been having trouble sleeping anyways. It's hot up here. I'm gonna sleep downstairs with the boys. We'll have a little sleepover. Gonna be a grand night. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, can I just interject for one second? Because oh, I have this app. I've been you said they've been tossing and turning right. and I making a lot of noise. App. I used to have that app. I have that app and you can literally hear me snoring every night and it's kind you of snore? funny. Um, I snore for an average of about three to six minutes total. So like <laughs> there will be, I, it tells you weird things, but like it, I listen to it every morning because it's very funny to me. Listen to this. <laughs> That's literally me. And it's just one snore. It's just, just one, one snore like that. Just oh, the, that was at five oh one. The night we forget how to breathe. And then, and then you're back to normal. Yeah. And then she resets. <laughs> For another hour or two, and then I do another one of those. Just one. Yes. I think it's you, like, slightly waking up and then being... Dead. No, I'm I'm in, like, my deepest sleep. No, I, I, I think you're just, like, switching cycles. Oh. Uh. You know, like, I don't know what... I don't remember the difference between non-REM sleep and... Anyways, I just had to share my snore. Thank you. Appreciated that. Okay. So, um, they are sleeping downstairs, chilling, and they live in a uh, newly built home in uh, Rowlett, Texas, which is, like, a suburb of texas it's like a cute little neighborhood it's sort of like i don't know it's expensive but it's very suburban typical area where nothing bad happens so always right exactly um so the boys end up falling asleep around 9 p.m that night according to darlie and darren um so somewhere between and so darlie and darren stay up a little bit they're talking about a bunch of different things you know finances whatever whatever which comes into play later and then somewhere between 12 o'clock to one o'clock darren wakes up upstairs to hearing his wife in a blood-curdling scream. So he runs downstairs, um, and he hears his wife yelling Devin after their son, but she said she was yelling Darren. So, I mean, it could just be because all their names sound the freaking same, but right. um, yeah. whatever. So he ends up running down there, and um, immediately he sees that Darley is, like, running around, and Devin is on the floor, and he can see that there's just blood. And it's dark, but he can tell that there's blood. Um, and he, as he gets up closer to his son, who Devin is the six-year-old, he gets up there and he sees that there are two holes in Devin's chest. So he tries to do oh. CPR. This is really gross, but air and blood come sputtering out of his chest. So CPR isn't going to work. 
So he looks around the room, sees Darlie is on the phone with 911 screaming already. And she's saying, someone stabbed me and my children, my little boys. Um, It's super chaotic. Obviously, there's a lot of things going on. But she's yelling, my babies are dying. Oh, my God, they're dying. They're dying. They're dead. Um, And then she's saying, hold on, honey. Hold on. Hold on to the boys. Mm -hmm. So it's really terrible. Um, It just sounds very, like, clearly very chaotic. And you can listen to the 911 call, which I know I say every time. But, ugh. Um, Okay, so then... All of this is is going on. They end up um, coming in and they find um, the two boys have both been stabbed. So Devin, um, the six-year-old who had the um, wounds in his chest, is dead on the scene. So as soon as they get there, he's already gone. Um, He had been stabbed twice in the chest. Damon has been stabbed six times in the back because he was sleeping on his stomach. And he's the five-year-old. Um, but he's still breathing. So he's taken to the hospital, but by the time they get to the hospital, he's already dead. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the way that Emerson just made a bunch of noise and walks into the room. Just wanted to clarify I wasn't laughing at a dead boy. Um, so basically that's what happens. Then they also find that Darlie, which we're going to get back to, uh, Darlie has also been stabbed. Um, she's been sliced across the neck and she also has a, Darlie's the mom. Mm-hmm. And then she also has a stab wound that's cut to the bone in her arm. Oh. Um, so there's clearly a lot of different things happening at, by the time that Jim Patterson, who heads the investigation with Rowlett Police, gets there. And there's a lot of questions about what the heck went on in general. So they immediately find that the murder weapon, they immediately find that the murder weapon is in the house. And they see that the offender had taken it from the routier's own knife block in their kitchen. So if you're going there to plan for a murder, you're not getting the murder weapon there. So it doesn't make sense. So it's either was random. Or you mean if it was somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's a random person coming in, they're not going to get their murder weapon there. Also, is the kitchen upstairs? No. They're downstairs, remember? Because they slept downstairs. I know. I was thinking like it might have been one of those houses where you walk in on the top floor and then oh. go to like a basement. Oh, no. It was okay. a big two-story house. Okay. So you walk in on the main floor. Yes. Which I guess is way more normal to assume. Well, I mean, I guess, but I guess it's because I've already seen what the house looks like. Um, so that was taken there. They had taken a butcher knife. A vacuum cleaner has been knocked over and a glass of wine has been spilled. But other than that, everything else in the house seems pretty much intact. Um, all of the diamond rings that she wore were on the counter in the kitchen untouched. So it clearly wasn't, didn't look like it was a robbery gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So what would the motive have been? Because the chances are motive probably wasn't to just come in and kill two boys and it wasn't sexually motivated. It doesn't look like because mm-hmm. she, they're not sure they, they don't have any evidence of that. And then there's also why were the boys killed? Were they not expecting to see them sleeping in the living room? Lots of weird questions. Yeah. Um, then they can't get a statement from Darlie until two days later because she's been in surgery because of her injuries. And everyone apparently has had in those two days, everyone has different perspectives about how Darlie behaved and what, whether she was grieving properly or not, which you never know how you're going to act in that situation in general, like what's supposed to be normal after you've just been through something that traumatic, right? which is like as traumatic as it possibly gets. So in the event that this wasn't her, this is like the most traumatic experience someone can go through is to like almost be killed in front of your already dead kids. Um, so once Starla's able to get her statement, it goes a little something like that. Darlie says that she woke up to a weird pressure on her chest. Um, She hadn't heard anything before then, which also comes back into play later. Um, Damon, she finds that the pressure that she's feeling on her chest isn't from being stabbed. 
it's from Damon. Her five-year-old is leaning on her and he's crying. And so her eyes kind of adjust to like what's going on. She sees that there's a man standing at the end of the couch and he's kind of like fast walking away from her. And so she's slowly putting things together, but it's like everything's happening at once. Doesn't really realize what's going on with Damon, but she's realizing something is wrong. She gets up after him and then she starts running. And in her running, she breaks the wine glass on the counter. That's what she says. She's following his path through the kitchen into the laundry room utility room that's right off of it. Okay. And there's a door up that way. So she's following his path and she instinctually grabs the knife that he left, that he had stabbed the boys with. She grabs it off the floor. Like, I don't think she had realized at this point that anybody, like, I, I don't know, maybe she saw that he dropped something and just in the, I don't know, in the gesture kind of went and picked it up. She um, and grabs it from the floor without thinking. And then this is when she starts screaming for Darren because she sees that something's wrong. So once she sees the knife, she stops chasing that guy and turns around to see like, wait a minute, if he just stabbed someone, who the hell did he stab? Yeah. And goes back to the boys. And so that's never So he Darren just walks down. out the back door. Out the well, the back door <laughs> or the side. I'm door. sorry, there's not a door back there. I'm wrong. There's a window. There's a very large window, which also comes back into play in a minute. But he just exits. You mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's running at this point too. Like by the time she starts running, she's like chasing him out, but he manages to get out. Okay. So, police can't find a motive for a random per- person if it isn't a burglary, unless, of course, it ends up not being from someone outside the house at all. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that police find suspicious is the knife. So she told investigators that she had picked it up as she was running after the man, but there was no evidence of the knife being on the floor. So they go and like examine that part of the floor oh. and there's no evidence that there's no blood on the floor, <clears throat> okay. which is weird. Yes. There was um, a mark and blood transfer from the carpet where she set it down later, but no mark or blood where she picked it up from. So it doesn't, it's not like it just wasn't dripping or like wasn't yeah. like it could, it should have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are saying why would she make that up maybe uh, she was trying to cover it up and validate why her fingerprints was on it was why she grabbed it mm-hmm. um, in the 911 call she also addresses the knife and says oh no if I hadn't touched it maybe we could have gotten prints which everyone thinks is weird that she said that in the 911 call after your kids have just been stabbed stabbed but right. you're like clearing your name a little right it sounds like that when you say it like that but if you listen to the full 911 call it's the like the, she was pressed to say that it was like somebody said no don't touch the knife there could be prints on it and she's like oh my god i already touched it we could have gotten prints from that it wasn't like oh, she just okay. willingly gave up that information yeah so it kind of ends up getting skewed and they use that in the prosecution um, but they also say in the 911 call that she never says her children's names, which people find is weird, but I don't think that's weird. Anywho, so, all right, so the next discrepancy that police find is that she is sleeping downstairs because she's such a light sleeper. Then how the hell did you sleep through being sliced across the neck, stabbed in the arm, and both of your being murdered? Just doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Wait, listen. <laughs> I hope we can pick up I Melissa laughing in the kitchen. Um, it's funny because Melissa didn't hear the beginning part, so that's the only part she heard. <laughs> so, now the other thing is that Darlie said that the wine glass broke as the whole commotion is happening, and there, but the problem is there are bloody footprints under the broken glass. Oh. So, like, it looks like bloody footprints happened. Someone then, threw that over there just to stage it, which, yes. first of all, if you're going to stage it, maybe do more than break one wine glass, you idiot. Okay. But... Uh, people are saying how reliable can her story be in her timeline when she's losing as much blood as she was. So people, there's some issues in general with what they find 
Um, people are saying like the injuries are so different from the boys because the boys are all being stabbed. No, right. the two of them are being stabbed, but she has a slice across the neck and a gouge in her arm. Like it doesn't make sense. But um, so do people think she stabbed them and then she tried to like wound herself as well? Right. That's what they're trying to say must have oh. happened. But the thing is, she the slice on her neck came within, I believe, I'm trying to find it, but I think it's two millimeters. I want to say it's two millimeters of her um, carotid artery. Yeah? Is that what it is? Yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> but they also find that she, the only reason that it didn't continue and hit her carotid was because it got, uh, her necklace got tangled and the necklace stopped the knife. So it wasn't because she stopped and just knew exactly where to stop. It was the fact, like, you could tell where it, it, it intended to keep going. Okay. Um so that was, and it was actually a really, really, she was losing a ton of blood and was totally like drenched in blood. So it wasn't like yeah. it was a lot um, or it was like a very minimal injury. It was very life threatening. And also the cut to her arm, people were like, oh, she has a cut on her arm. Boo, hell. It was to the bone. But it was all the way to the bone. You could see her bone. Um, <laughs> um, the necklace had to be surgically removed. Um, oh, and then also, this is something that they said in the uh, Crime Junkie episode that kind of like puts it in perspective, they mentioned that the uh, the vampire facial that you see sometimes like on Instagram and stuff where they yeah. poke you with a needle, um, that goes into your face about two millimeters. And that's how far it was from her necklace. Oh. So like not a lot. Like very, very small amount. It's a light. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's alarming. So um, they also look at her Doesn't pictures that they took at the hospital whenever she first got there. And she's also covered in bruises from her wrist to her armpit that are blue black. Like, I mean, completely covered all the way down, which no one knows how she could have done that to herself. It doesn't look like a fall. It looks like she was attacked. Hmm. So, but she doesn't even mention an attack. Well, it, during that 911 call. Or, yeah. Well, she does at one point, but it's also in the mix of a million other things that are going. She's saying, like, I was hurt, too, but she's saying the boys are dying, the boys are dying. Okay. It just wasn't her main focus, I right. guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so, that's that. Okay, so, blood evidence. Mm -mm. Blood evidence. There's not a ton of blood on the couch where she was sleeping. The most amount of blood from Darley was found over the kitchen sink. So, people are saying, did she stand over the sink and make her own injuries? Oh. Over over there. I feel like that makes sense. I feel like it does make sense, too. But also, she's running around. Like, there's so much going on. She's on the phone with 911. Like, maybe she had – and they don't know exactly what went down. Maybe she had a – like, a, she was leaning over while she was on the phone. Maybe she put a towel to her neck and then threw it in there. Like, mm -hmm. no one really knows exactly what went on in that way. Police describes her injuries as superficial – um, but, and that there's such different wounds from the boys that again, and then they were saying, but why did they also stab her after? Because the, they stabbed the boys and then that's what I'm saying. That that's what doesn't make sense to me. There is a slight answer to that. So there will be okay. something that comes into play. Um, so Darlie, when they asked Darlie what she thinks happened, she says that she thinks that they managed to get in through a cut screen in the back of the house, which is through that utility room. The police don't buy it. They said screens can be popped off. Any criminal knows that screens can be popped off rather than cut through. Thank you. Do I get one? Yes. Okay, amazing. She's bringing hot chocolate. We um, have a bet not to turn our heat on, and so we're just in a bunch of hoodies. And <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, they also say that there is a layer of dust undisturbed on the windowsill, 
that would have been disturbed um, had, there been had somebody come through. And there's also mulch out there that would have been disturbed. They also say that there was a bread knife in the knife block that had uh, microfibers on it that have a, it's fiberglass rods and a fibery compound. I'm not a chemist. So I don't know what that means. Um, according to that, they say it's the same that you would have seen on screen. So they think that it looks like somebody took that bread knife out of the drawer, cut it, and then put it back in the river. <laughs> so not also, again, not ideal. So then they're saying, how did he gain entry with a knife that was already in the house? Right. You wouldn't have. Um, so what would be the motive then? Why would you kill your two kids that are six and five years old? So they're saying financial freedom because Darlie is trying to afford a lifestyle that she just can't afford. Um, okay. So Darren owns and operates a company um, that has been slow for a few months, but at the same time, they have super nice cars. They have a new house. They have a boat. Darlie's planning a trip to Mexico with some of her girlfriends. So they're racking up some, some debt. At this point, it's about $22,000. Okay. Which like isn't great, but also not like the worst. Not the worst. I mean, I mean, I guess I maybe just because sell a car. Right. Um, but apparently they're saying it doesn't look like Darlie was really slowing down. Um, and Darlie says, yeah, I wasn't slowing down because I wasn't worried because there were slow seasons in his business and we would always be fine. Okay. And I honestly don't have it written down what his business was, but I think it was something that really was based off of the season, I want to say. And so like, I don't know, like a landscaping business, it's going to be crazier in the summer, but during the winter, no one calls you and sure. you don't freak out. You just know that that's the season of the business. Um, they also said that they didn't have substantial life insurance on the kids at all. So it couldn't have been that they were using the kids for life insurance, Okay, but there's no explanation as to why she didn't kill the baby too. And people are saying that it's just because he was upstairs with, <laughs> he was upstairs with Darren. And so it just like, it's better to kill off two if you can, is basically what they were trying to say. Or like the little ones more innocent. Yeah, maybe I would hope that you would have a little bit more trouble killing a baby. Right. But granted, I don't want to kill a five-year-old. Right. But I think... I don't want to kill anyone. I'm not justifying it all. But I think five-year-olds can be way more annoying <laughs> than... More stabbable. Well, <laughs> no, that's what I'm not trying to say. <laughs> but, like, five-year-olds can just be way more of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Because they're like... Yeah, but have you ever held a baby that you cannot figure out why it's been crying for three hours? Yeah, for sure. Wait, how old is the littlest... Eight months. Yeah, but that, like, that, I mean, Sarah, it would be our hard. Sarah and I were babysitting a three-month-old the other day, our friend Erica and Michael's baby, who is a, an amazing baby, but she was just real fussy that night. And we, her name's Violet. We just started calling her Violent because she would not stop screaming. But, like, obviously killing a baby in any, or a <laughs> child is, like, would be so hard. But a little tiny infant baby that, yes. like, is so much more innocent than, like, a mischievous five-year-old who's like won't be disciplined like yeah so imagine gonna kill her five-year-old no i would never oh my god <laughs> don't say that anyway. okay now it's already looking a little bit sketch for darlie at this point but they also find a note in her diary and it she says i hope this is and it's written i'm sorry it's written to um all three of her sons and she says, I hope that you'll forgive me for what I'm about to do. Ooh. This is about one month before. So police, pol police, police are saying that it's a police. confession. Of <laughs> it's a belief. Um, police say that this is a confession of her plan. Now, the thing is, and I come into, the, oh, well, I'll come back to what that means. Call Sorry. the police. I keep getting excited. <laughs> Shut up. Please let me live my life. Um, 
So what seals Darley's fate, though, is this defining thing about Darley's case that makes it, it's referred to now as the silly string case because of this, this is what happens after. So the boys die on the 6th, June 6th, 1996. On 6th, 14, 1996, it would have been Devin's seventh birthday. Sad. Sad. So Darley and her family have a graveside celebration, so they bring balloons and news stations and silly string uh, and they try to have like a little party for him but it's unsettling to watch because news footage comes and they record it they sing happy birthday there's kids running around they spray silly string if you're watching this is a special treat Ooh, there she is this is melissa she has her own podcast yes too. oh my gosh listen to her podcast it's called you should stand up for this you might you might want to stand up oh, for this oh, ah, instead of like you might want to sit down for this you it's should clever you might She's so see. clever. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. We'll link it in our link tree. Uh, basically, this is what Darley says in this thing. And again, you can look up Silly String and it will come. Well, I'm assuming not just Silly String. I mean, type up. <laughs> Google Anyways. images of Silly String. <laughs> and this comes up. Um, she says, the boys wouldn't want us to be sad. The boys are up in heaven celebrating right now. Um, so it's pretty cringy in it. She's chomping her gum like a valley girl. Like it doesn't. Ew, and she's like this blonde, beautiful... It just doesn't it doesn't look good. And so it's basically the nail in the coffin of public opinion. So on the, this happens on the 14th and then on the 17th, the police release the house back over to the routiers. And on the 18th, Darlie is arrested in the house where her sons were just murdered. Mm. Um, so she's tried just for the murder of Damon. Uh, the prosecution wanted a backup plan in case they didn't get her on just one kid. Um, they could try to get her on another one, which I think is screwed up because it's the same crime. Yeah. I mean, like, it's so just two separ- counts of murder. They separated it to mm-hmm. make it, like, what's going on? Yeah, because worse. the investigators are are sure that it's her and that there's nobody else. Which, in case it's not clear already, I actually don't think she did it. Um, oh, okay. That's weird. I think she did. Okay. At least from what I've heard so far. Well, this is how they kind of split it up in the Crime Junkie episode, which is probably why. At this point in the game, you should think that Darlie did it. Okay. But here's... Also, Wait, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I have a new fear now okay. in case my Being wrongfully first, imprisoned. Well, my first fear that I realized by doing these podcasts oh, is not grieving the right way. So then I become a suspect because I like, I'm not responding how I should. And yep. then all of a sudden they're like, that's weird. That's a red flag. And then all of a sudden I'm on the chopping block. Yeah. But my new one is that they're going to read through my diary or my journal and think that something that I had said previous makes me sketchy too oh my god am i gonna i'm gonna like look what if me verbally gonna... processing how hard i am on myself is just like oh she's like and they take it out of context yeah Ugh. that sounds terrifying that's scary and they can just go through all your journals they can just publish them wherever they want oh that feels scary that's rude yeah okay Continue. Anyhow, to share my new fear um so Basically, here's one of the issues with this, is that nobody in Darley's personal life thinks that anything the public is being told is accurate. Um, There's not one person that comes out and says that Darley was a bad mom, that Darley was materialistic, that anything, including Darren, her husband is like, nope, she didn't do this. Like, there's no question whatsoever. And to this day, um, Darley and Darren are, they're divorced, but only because Darren needed to like move on with his life because Darley is still in prison, spoiler alert. But, um, it's not because he ever doubted Darley's innocence. He still thinks that she's 100% innocent. So why couldn't he stay married to her? Um, because she had been in prison for like, at this point, like, I, I guess it's been however long. They only got divorced a couple years ago. 
like right. three or four years so ago. So is he I think like he just trying wanted, to get remarried? I think he like needs a different, a new okay. life. Like I'm, I mean, how long can you be married to someone who's in prison? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it just is kind of, <laughs> you know. Um. Anyways, so again, the first thing that really comes in as evidence that maybe Darlie didn't do it are those injuries because they're very extensive. And if you see the, and I'll post it on our Instagram of what some of her injuries look like. It's not like graphic stuff, but like the bruising. Um, kind of what she looked like post-op. She did almost die. It wasn't like it. she like had a couple paper cuts and the boys died. Now, the other thing is the diary entry. Now, that was one line from an entire entry. So kind of like what you're talking about. They took it out of context. Mm-hmm. The entire entry was Devin, Damon, and Drake. Um, oh, I put in here insert note and I didn't even do it. What an idiot. Basically, it's an apology about what she was thinking about doing to herself. So she actually was getting treated at the time for postpartum depression after she had Derek. Oh, I yes. feel like that Oh, I adds... put Drake, and literally his name is Derek. Was I asleep when I wrote this? <laughs> Jesus. Drake, champagne poppy. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what I was doing. Um, she wrote a lot about this in her diary, and the whole rest of the note was about how it was a suicide note, essentially. Oh, or how it was but going But I feel to like be. that makes her look even worse. Like, she, she wasn't mentally in a good spot already but mentally in a good spot doesn't mean kills your three children or your two children but sometimes postpartum can be feelings of wanting to like get rid of your baby well right but that would just be the baby yeah. Not your whole family. It doesn't, I feel like that overflows in Unless everything, Unless it's postpartum though. psychosis, but she wasn't having postpartum psychosis. Postpartum pressure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Today is not postpartum psychosis. Postpartum psychosis. Postpartum Now, pressure. actually, people argue completely against what you just said. Really? Because they think that it is completely insane to think that you would. <laughs> completely insane. No, they go on a whole tangent about it in the Crime Junkie episode because they're basically the investigator tries to say no normal mother wants to kill herself. So no normal mother, this is clearly an action of a not normal mother is also killing her kids. But a huge percentage of women actually go through post Right. Right, exactly. And no, none of their kids die. Or they don't actually kill their kids. But it, it doesn't mean like, that the thoughts or the feelings or the like fantasy mm-hmm. of not having the children don't happen because that's well, very common. right but it would all why would it be the baby for one but also it's eight months out so normally that happens within the first couple of months if it, at its most extreme point and she was getting help for it at this point okay so chances are and this was taken a month that note was written a month before mm. and so clearly she didn't act she said what i'm about to do she clearly didn't act on it mm. i mean unless she was actually planning on doing it at that moment um Basically, yeah, they tried to argue that if she's talking about being able to kill herself, then she's capable of killing her kids too, which I think is a terrible argument. Now, the other thing is Susan Smith had happened at the same time. So Susan Smith was um, a woman two years before who was from South Carolina. She made national news for um, saying that a black man had hijacked her car. And then she did press conferences, said that she was a grieving mother, wanted her kids back. And nine days later, she ends up confessing to killing both of her sons by rolling her car into a lake. With her kids inside. Yeah. Disturbing. It's like a very gross story. Um, And so people are already like in the wake of not trusting moms with these stories because of that story. It like was national news everywhere of like how disgusting this whole situation was. Mm -hmm. So people were like, okay, moms are capable of this. So why would this mom not do it? White mom in the South would absolutely kill her two sons because so did Susan Smith. 
Um, so they end up talk, they're talking constantly about money and the trial and about how she spent money on her breast implants and bleaching her hair. Um, it's a total character assassination on how she's this materialistic Barbie girl. The jury focused on that. Um, when meanwhile, no one in her life says that she was anything like that. She said, I had money in the past couple of years to be able to get breast implants. My husband had a thriving business. I can do whatever the hell I want got her breasts redone after she got, I don't like using the word breasts, got her boobs redone. <laughs> um, and she, everybody was blonde at the time. She wasn't the only blonde in Texas. Everybody was blonde. Even if you weren't an actual blonde, you were blonde. Sure. So a, a blonde woman doesn't mean she murdered her children. <laughs> um, the, so then the police apparently with the silly string situation, they had put surveillance on the gravesite, which is technically is like a weird thing. You're really not supposed to do, but they did it. It's like frowned upon. Yeah. But- um it's like a legal loophole yeah um but what they had found that before the whole silly string party happened forgot we're on camera i just flipped off (laughs) melissa um when the silly string party happened i was just like oh my gosh yeah i know you forgot there was a two-hour prayer vigil before then where the whole family was there just the families and they're crying and they're praying and it's super raw and very vulnerable very sad they didn't even know that part was being recorded because it had been tapped so it wasn't like everyone's just out partying necessarily now okay here's the thing all of that whatever physical evidence because it seems like there's a lot stacked against her the 911 call she said the thing about the knife as a response to the operator like i said and it's a full minute before she even is like able to respond to that the um also the thing with all of the glass with the wine all of that the scene was contaminated by first responders so there's no caution for scene preservation at all whenever they're trying to save someone's life. So they think that a lot could have gotten shuffled around. Someone moved the glass. Anything could have happened at that point if you had someone step in, whatever. Um, there's also, then there's the whole thing with the dust and the footprints and the mulch. Um, the mulch under the window is not actually under the window at all. And Darren actually does a special with, I think it was 2020 or Dateline or something, where he he models exactly how you can get in and out of the window without touching that windowsill at all. And it's like, it's almost easier to not touch it than it is to touch it. Hmm. So they make it sound like, oh my God, there's no way you could have gotten in. Yes, you could. It's not directly. The mulch is off to the side. You step on concrete. It's underneath concrete. Um, And then (laughs) the whole house. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. And so then you don't even have to touch the windowsill. So it's a few, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, it's not super high up. It's close to the ground and it's big. And so when Darren was able to crouch down and get through it, he didn't disturb anything, including the mulch. Now the bread knife with the screen fibers on it, cross contamination. Now these fibers are itty, itty, bitty, bitty, like as small as you can possibly get. They transfer super easily. They're super easily transferable. They had already dusted for prints at that point with fibers that are very similar in general on the, the, well, duster, but also the fact that they had dusted for prints on the screen and then took that same duster and dusted the knives. So why in all these cases, not asking you to mm-hmm. solve this question, but just something that we why, why are investigators always the one ruining mm-hmm. the crime scene? Isn't their whole job to be trained not to do that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the problem is <clears throat> that most of these ones that we're talking about happen in small towns where they don't have homicide. They don't have... Right, but still, if, like, if you are... If that's your job, that's your occupation mm-hmm. to do that and be trained mm-hmm. in that, why do you suck? Well, also keep in mind, this is in 1996... I just found plastic in here. Melissa, 
1996 worked. still. 1996, but like all of this stuff is very new. Like we only had DNA fingerprinting and stuff like that starting in like the 70s and 80s. Fine. So like this is all relatively new, especially for Rowlett, Texas. We're not talking like this is a suburb almost country of Texas. Fine. I mean, I get it. It's your job. I agree. I think they definitely botched it, but I think that's usually why. The ones that we're looking at are older and they're in small towns. Anyways. Um, they, now, here's the other thing. There are also adult prints that they at least look like adult prints that are found at the scene that can't be identified. They were never compared to the kids, but they're not Darley or Darren's. They don't know whose they are. Okay. Um, and then they had tried to um, resume the boys. Resume? Mm. To get the boys out of, out of the grave. And they buried them holding hands. <gasps> That's really sweet. And so sad. And very sad. And apparently the Emmy never took um, samples from the boys, so they had tried to resume their bodies, and they – I really feel like I'm saying that wrong. And um, they weren't able to get fingerprints because the boys were so deteriorated at that point. So they had to identify the prints using DNA, and they ended up calling this DNA sample 85J is what they refer to it as. Um, It's been requested upon appeal, but they're still waiting back on the results for that. They still – at this moment. In 2020? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know, this joint takes forever. Apparently. Um, so now here's the one that drives me insane. This okay. is what I think is like the, what the entire thing is hinged upon. A sock. Um, 75 yards away from the house in an alley next to a trash can above a drainage opening is a sock. It's a single sock that has blood on it. Okay. So they have it tested. Both of the boy's blood is found to be on it. Now, the thing is, it doesn't have Darlie's blood on it. And she, keep in mind, at this point, she's been stabbed after them. She's gushing blood. Um, so people are wondering, could it have been planted? So Darlie did it. Let's say Darlie stabs both of the boys, has to run down to the end of the street, has to run 75 yards away, down an alley. Why would she put it over a drainage thing? Because it could just get swept away. Right. Like, it wouldn't take a lot. It's behind a trash can. It's really easily to be missed. It just so happened that a crime scene investigator saw it and noticed that there was blood on it. Mm-hmm. It, like, almost could have gone unnoticed. Um, and it's not like it's something she could have said, like, oh, go check that alleyway. You should see if there's anything crazy back there. Like, no, she's not doing that. And then she would have had to get back in the amount of time that she'd still be able to scream her head off and make it look to her husband as if she didn't just stab their kids. Why is that time sensitive, though? Well, because then she ends up calling. They are, they figured out that within the amount of time, because Damon was still alive, it would have taken him eight to nine minutes to die with his injuries. So in that amount of time, she was on the phone for six minutes, and he was still alive for those whole six minutes because they were a lot. The paramedics, whenever the paramedics arrived, he was still alive. Okay. So that leaves a very small window of when she could have run all the way down there, put it in a very inconspicuous location, and then come back like what like that doesn't make any sense and she doesn't have any blood on it so she would have either she would have oh and that was the other thing she would she couldn't have already stabbed herself at that point because she would have been bleeding down the whole road so she would have had to go back then go over what to the sink and then cut her neck it would have left her like 30 seconds to be able to do all of that Mm -hmm. um so all of that to say, chances are that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So some people want to say that they want the sock tested for chloroform. They think that what if this was a sexual assault that was gone wrong, and that's why Darlie didn't wake up whenever the boys were stabbed, and she was super groggy and disoriented whenever she first got up, which granted she was chloroformed. a lot was going on. What if she was chloroformed, and then she got stabbed? She didn't even really feel it. 
And they never tested her. They never did a toxicology or anything. And they also find that her underwear was missing whenever she woke up, according to Darley. And no one could ever take her word for it because they just immediately rushed everybody to the hospital. And that was that. And so she doesn't know if she was – she was in surgery after that. Her whole body was in pain. She doesn't even know if she hmm. was sexually assaulted at all. Seraphine. Mm-hmm. Where's her husband? I was just about to get to him. Okay. Darren. Darren has done insurance scams before. So they look at Darren for a while to see if he had maybe been setting up some sort of scam that went wrong of like insurance fraud. Maybe he had been setting one up on his home to collect insurance money, but he insists that there was, that was an absolute no brainer or no brainer. Nope. Absolute. No, he didn't go through with any of that. Um, Also Darley's first attorneys wanted to use him as a pawn um, but they used an attorney who wasn't going to use it instead. And Darley didn't even know about that. Like Darley didn't know anything about the insurance scams or anything oh, like, okay. yeah. And she was saying like, no, I'm not going to use that first attorney. Cause he's going to say that it was my husband and it wasn't my husband. And if you were just a woman who was after money or whatever, sure. you probably would take that out if you could. Right. And she did not Um, and so to this day, Darley is currently on death row for the, um, deaths of both of both of her sons everybody in her family is still like appealing her sentence and stuff trying to get her out um and so they're looking into appealing it again to say that she didn't get a fair trial and that the evidence and the crime scene was botched and all of that um which i think is i think there's enough Mm -hmm. i low-key think she did it you think yeah i don't know why what was her motive financial freedom i don't know but she could have gotten freedom if she just would have said her husband did it. Maybe she was annoyed with the kids, too. Maybe she wanted her husband to still be in her life, and she was okay with getting rid of her annoying children. Yeah, but I don't know how okay you can be with it if you're well, I don't know on how death old. row. I'm just – I don't agree with death row. Like, I don't, I don't like yeah. the death uh, – what is it called? Penalty? The death penalty, yeah. <laughs> the death row. <laughs> I don't agree with the death penalty, but I feel like she might have done it. But why? I don't know. I just nothing makes sense. Like the, the blood in someone... the sink gets me. The blood on the not being on the knife gets me, mm-hmm. or not being on the part of the floor. Yeah, the blood under the broken glass, like that could be the crime scene people. Yeah. And a lot of this could have been the crime scene people. Yeah, I'm not saying that, like, there's not enough on either side to call it. Yeah. But for me, I feel like it makes more sense that she did it than not. I forgot to tell you, this is somewhat unrelated. Um, Tori Hammer texted me over the weekend and said that she listened to the whole Mara Murray and she thinks that Mara Murray just ran away from her life. I don't remember anything about Oh, uh, I should have assumed. Okay, everyone listen to the Mara Murray episode. Oh, is that the it. one where her car breaks down? Mm-hmm. And the, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. crazy times. Um, so yeah, everybody tell us what you think about Darley Roots here. Um, we're going to post pictures on our Instagram so you can take a look at it. Tell us what you think. If you think yes. Darley's a murderer, I don't think she's a murderer. I think she might be. But Maddie also says it's okay to kill five-year-olds is basically what she said. No, so. that's not what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I love kids. Uh, yeah. When they're, never mind. I'm not sure where I was going with that. Um, I was going to say when they were dead and then it was too wrong. Just um, let us know. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, how you're doing. How's the family? (laughs) I'm not even sure what's going on. Me either, ever. 
Yeah. Average and only.